It's time for our uh, fairly new segment. It's called Always Learning with our friends, Barry and Risa. And we have Superintendent Eric Hopstock joining us. Hello, Eric. Good to see you again. Good to see you, Johnny. And, you know, we've uh, we've had some good chats so far uh, throughout this series, and I look forward to uh, many, many more weeks uh, of learning more about the things you, uh, you do. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, we talked about some. We didn't even get to all of the services uh, that you offer, but we're going to focus on one specifically today, right? Yeah. Today we have with us Patrick Conley, Supervisor of Early On uh, Services, and it is services that we referenced a couple weeks ago relative to, you know, parents are introduced to this service when they're at the hospital level and um, experts that know all about the development of children and provide supports to uh, families so that children start their education on the best foot, which really starts the day after you're born. Wow. I didn't even realize that it starts at that point and that early on. Uh, Patrick, let's talk more about some of that stuff. Uh, First one, uh, what are some signs that a child may be a, a little delayed in their in their development? Well, um, anything that's out of the ordinary is something that parents will generally be concerned about, right? Um, there are precious bundles of joy, and we don't always know what typical is, especially if it's your only one or if it's your first one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I often think about COVID and the the issues that that's created with some social isolation. So if you don't have an opportunity to compare it, contrast to other kids of similar ages, then it's really difficult to tell. Um, So there are some places that you can check that against um, what you're seeing and um, observing and what your child is doing on a day-to-day basis. Something like the Centers for Disease Control Milestone Tracker. Um, It is a, a great app. It or, you know, through their website, mm-hmm. they have some videos, they have lots of lists. And if they're not meeting those milestones, um, it's a great opportunity um, for us to provide some support for you right here locally in, in our county. That's amazing. Yeah, I know I have uh, I just uh, added the 13th uh, niece and nephew in my family. So there's all kinds of uh, kids running around uh, everywhere I go. And I know uh, there's uh, anytime a new parent has a child, they they have so many things to be thinking about, and this is another one of those. Uh, what are what can parents do if they do have some worries about some of their development? Well, um, I've been in this field for more than twenty years, and I have met very very few parents who really don't want to do what sure. is in the best interest of their child. Of right? Parents always want to do what's good. In most cases, right, trust your gut. That's what I tell parents. Mm -hmm. If you feel like there's something wrong, trust your gut and follow up on it. You are your child's number one advocate. So um, for us here in the county, the best way to do that is get connected with early on um, or the early childhood education department. If you call the RISA, they will get you to me. (laughs) Um, We we have a, a great receptionist up front. Uh, Shout out to Charlotte Jones, who um, takes all the calls that come into the main line, and she'll get you uh, to the early childhood people, and then we can start that process of um, what uh, a referral and uh, additional screening, Mm -hmm. evaluation, whatever's needed uh, to help. Sometimes it's just reassuring parents that everything's on track, too. Yeah. 
And I can definitely attest uh, to that. Charlotte is great. So uh, she's pretty awesome. But what about even in like the hospital or when uh, even before the child is born? Do doctors and hospital staff, do they help and make referrals to uh, Barry and Risa? Yeah, we get um, this is one of the um, wonderful things about uh, this county. We, we have a lot. Of, we are resource rich. And so I, I think we have fostered some high quality relationships with um, educational agencies and non-educational agencies alike so that um, we we know each other on a um, kind of a personal level in order to be able to know just enough, right? You don't have to know everything about what early on does, but sure. you have to know that it's available and how to get a, help a family get connected. So we, we do try very hard um, to keep up the information sharing and relationships with not only hospitals, but pediatricians, um, other agencies that provide services to families that have young children like WIC, um, libraries, you know, mm -hmm. all the places that parents take their little ones uh, before and after they're born uh, are really important for us. So we do try to foster those relationships so that they can refer on a parent's behalf as well. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about how that referral and intake process, what's that like? Get referrals in all kinds of ways. Technology is great, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We get um, emails, we get faxes, we get phone calls, we get uh, paper, you know, we still get old time paper referrals where somebody will fill it out and put it in an envelope. Uh, so what happens is the referral comes in, it goes to our early on program secretary. Um, she builds a little profile um, as a list so we can keep track of what happens mm -hmm. to new referrals as they come in. Then those referrals go to one of our intake specialists um, and they make attempts to contact the family and they gather a little bit of information about health history, birth history, sure. developmental history, like when they sat, crawled, walked, rolled over, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and then we try to get um, an evaluation uh, set up with the family, which is at their home okay. uh, mo most of the time. And from there, it depends on, you know, through that whole process, we're gathering all of this uh, great and wonderful, rich information, starting to develop a relationship with the family. And then when we reach the end, completing the um, developmental assessment with the child, then we'll make a recommendation of uh, what, if any concerns we've found, what other resources are available, uh, our agency, you know, within the RISA or within the county that families might be interested in as well. So as you said, you, you take a lot of that information and kind of see things and <clears throat> see how all that works. Uh, how do you measure the, the progress of the child? Yeah, there's, um, we, I, I see Eric and I, I just smile, <laughs> right? We talk about data all the time, but yeah. sometimes we forget that what data means is information. Mm -hmm. And so data isn't just a number. Um, it's all the information that we're gathering. So every time we meet with a parent, we're gathering information. We're building our stockpile of data. And what that means is I'm gathering information that the parent is sharing. So there's a parent report component to it. I'm gathering information every time I see that child and family. 
So there's information that I'm gathering. Um, we might use some real formal tools um, that help us compare a child's developmental milestone achievement to what the typical um, kid of the same age is, is doing. And all along that process, um, if they're in early on, we have what's known as an individualized family service plan. We have goals and outcomes that are written. So that progress is twofold. One, it's are they achieving the developmental milestones um, and kids grow, doesn't matter what we do, right? Doesn't matter if we do good stuff or bad stuff, sure. they grow and develop. Um, so we do keep track of those things and we keep track of uh, goals and outcomes that are developed with the family. So we have both developmental progress, which is important, but it's not the only thing. Then we have concerns and priorities that are identified by the parent, and we document those as goals and outcomes. And those are the things that we're able to um, check in at least every six months with a family uh, to show what kind of progress is being made. And sometimes it's uh, within a couple of weeks they're doing that. Sometimes they start to do some of it, and we just need to make some tweaks. Other times, it's like, no, we went in a totally different directions. Our priorities have changed. And so we scrap that and create a new and different goal that's a, a different concern or priority for the parent. We're talking with uh, Patrick Conley from Barry and Risa about uh, a lot of information, a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm sure some parents are thinking, man, this is a lot. But is this service, uh, is there a cost involved in this? Is it free or how does that work? It's all free and free and voluntary. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, if we want to learn more about that, uh, your, uh, your program specifically, a good place for us to find that. Uh, there's a couple of places. I'll, I'll direct you to our website at barryandresa.org. Of course. And that's the place where you'll find out about what we do here locally. Um, the other places, you can do a Google search of 1-800-EARLY-ON. And that will take you to the state's early on website. And there are additional content uh, and links within that website for parents as well. That's fantastic. Uh, Patrick, thank you so much for telling me about all this stuff. This is some great info. Well, thank you, Johnny. I appreciate it. And Eric uh, Hopstock is also joining us. He's a superintendent. Uh, that's just one of the great uh, many programs that you have at Barry and Risa. Uh, we just go to your website, barryandresa.org, to learn more. And put in the search bar early on, and it'll get you right where you need to be. Well, it's great talking to both of you. And uh, Eric, I think we'll talk to you uh, again here very soon, right? Yes, we will. Next week sounds great. Well, it's uh, our new segment, fairly new segment, Always Learning with our friends at Barry and Risa.